Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here is on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, the host of the Maze and Blue Review on Rivals. It is Dennis Fithian. What's up, Danny? Hey, Matt. Good to be with you. Want to talk some Guardians baseball, DPJ, whatever you want. <laughs> well, anything except the Lions game yesterday. I'm kind of recovering from three hours of Tony Romo telling me that four-win Detroit team is the real deal. You know? That's right. That's right. Lions are back. Lions are back. Uh, I know you're excited for tomorrow. What? Uh, what's kind of the 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 view in Ann Arbor, and and how do the fans feel about this one? Well, they'd feel a lot better if they knew they had a 100% Blake Corum and a 100% Donovan Edwards and a 100% Mike Morris, and I could list you off another half dozen names. But, you know, I, there's a, a little bit of optimism with uh, a lot of those injuries where Monday and Tuesday, I mean, it was uh, big-time depression as a lot of those guys looked doubtful. But, uh, you know, Blake Corum practiced yesterday, so I, we only had to go on, you know, him delivering – turkeys to the community on Sunday, but you know, he went out there and and practiced fully yesterday. So how that knee responds this morning when he gets up after trying it out yesterday, going through some hits, um, if he doesn't have any setbacks, I'd expect him to dress and start the game tomorrow. That's so people are feeling pretty good about that. It's interesting because obviously the last couple of years under Harbaugh under Harbaugh, the, the offensive line has just been gashing people and but Corum's a different bird, man. There's something about him. He just you can't bring him down, and it's not like he's some big back. And but boy, he's he's just so strong. I mean, if you had to put a percentage on what you think he, where you think he at, is at right now, Dennis, what would it be? Uh, that's a tough one. Seventy five percent. You know, it's, it's the interesting part. I can remember going back to last year in the non conference, and you know, you mentioned about about Corum, and I agree with the kind of running back he is. But, you know, Harbaugh, I remember halftime of the Washington game, everyone is 10 nothing. They're like, they got to come out and throw on the football. They just can't run it. Well, they just came out just kept running it, ground and pound, 56 carries. And they established their identity, and they really haven't looked back heading into tomorrow's game. That's what they want to do tomorrow. They want that offensive line. They want to rush for 300 yards like they did last year. And, you know, Haskins had 169 yards and 28 carries. And, that's how they're going to win the game. The, the biggest key for Michigan is being able to run the football. It's not like I'm, you know, talking about some, you know, 70s game, you know. But that's it. That's what Michigan wants to do. They want to be able to run the ball. And if they can get pressure on Stroud, those are going to be the, the two keys that most everyone agrees is, the, you know, the two things that U of M is going to have to do against a, you know, high-powered OSU offense. Last year in that game, it was snowing. Uh, the crowd was really into it. They were waiting to burst and obviously storm the field. And you and I have seen it all over social media. People still to this day posting pictures of themselves down on the field. I remember Juwan Howard, the basketball coach, on the field, hugging Jim Harbaugh afterwards and stuff like that. If they can't run, though, Dennis, how confident are you in J.J. McCarthy, who this past Saturday against Illinois was missing a lot of throws? 
Yeah, well, it hasn't, unfortunately, just been since this past Saturday. You know, he's good in a lot of areas, and he improved since the Big Ten started. Like, he was a little shaky in the first half against Maryland in his Big Ten opener, in the Big Ten opener. But, you know, it just hasn't clicked throwing the ball, especially deep. And the wideouts hadn't really helped him. They, uh, If they could make some, some difficult, catchable passes, that would have been a lot better. But I, I think because those things haven't happened, I think McCarthy presses when he throws the football down the field. And I think the wide receivers are as well. And you got to have that confidence and you got to be able to click and all those things. And I, I'm not very confident that if it turns into Michigan having to depend on McCarthy's arm, that the Wolverines are going to have a very good shot. They, they have to be able to look last week, you mentioned Illinois, you know, Jim Harbaugh is still banging away with the, you know, fourth and, and fifth string running back, you know, on a, on a third and three in a critical play. So, it's, you know, they're going to still try to run the ball. I, I would not feel very confident if it's uh, on the right hand of McCarthy. Interesting. J.J. McCarthy uh, won, won a 300-yard passing game, won 250-yard passing game. I mean, and, and it is. It is old-school Bo, Bo Schembechler football with the, uh, with the ground game. Dennis Fithian West, uh, with us, host of the Maize and Blue Review uh, at Michigan Rivals uh, website. Dennis has uh, covered Michigan forever, whether it was at the ticket, WTKA. He's been uh, Mr. Wolverines for a long, long time up in Detroit. What about the defense, Dennis? Mike Morris obviously kind of taking that Hutchinson and Ojabo role. Didn't play last week. What do you think his status is? And, and are you concerned about the pass rush on Stroud if Morris doesn't play? Yes, and I think it's a game-time decision. There was a lot of optimism about Morris. He was on the radio, on Michigan radio, you know, following the Nebraska game. There was a scare late in that game where it looked really bad, his leg injury. But he said, nah, I'm good to go. Then he didn't play against Illinois. And uh, I was told yesterday that it's going to be a game-time decision. So, you know, whatever. If they don't have him, they didn't put a lot of pressure on DeVito last week, the quarterback from Illinois. So he keys it all. Overall, the defense has been a real surprise. Not that the Big Ten. Certainly Michigan's non-conference was any good, but the numbers have been fabulous. And really, the halftime adjustments from Jesse Minter, the new defensive coordinator, whatever they cook up at halftime, it's been very effective coming out in the third and fourth quarter. So it's not just been one guy uh, uh, replacing Hutchinson and Ajabo. It's not just Mike Morris. You know, there's been a few guys. But, you know, Morris is the key that, you know, having 90 out there, I think that's the the one thing. The pregame, everybody's going to be you know binoculars out. Who looks good? And then the first series or two, what's uh, what's Morris look like? What's Corum look like? I'd also add in Donovan Edwards on the offensive side. You know he's questionable as well, but it looks like he's going to give it a go. So you know that's Michigan's MVP Corum. Their biggest mismatch is Donovan Edwards on the offensive side, and you know there's just uncertainty surrounding all those guys. Dennis, you, you mentioned before about you know, injuries, and, and you're talking about it right now. How much do you think Harbaugh and the staff at Michigan are, are – I'm not saying hiding, but are there going to be some things that, that, that just they have not shown on tape just, and that, you know, because they obviously don't want Ohio State to see it? I mean, are there going to be some surprises tomorrow, do you think? Yeah, maybe one or two, but I don't really think it's coming down to any kind of gadgets or anything else. Like, you know, Michigan, you know, they, uh, they've got a power that they run to the – you know, the side of the tight end where they, you know, the, uh, the, the big uh, gadget will be, hey, we're not going to run it left. We're going to run it right. I mean, that's kind of the way they've been doing things. They know what they're bringing to the table. 
it's a power run game, whether they're going left or right, you know, that's going to be the imagination. What are they, you know, hand it off on a jet sweep? That could be another thing. Nah, you want to put a little razzle-dazzle in there? All right. You know, J.J. McCarthy may, you know, run it on a keeper. I, I, I don't think it's coming down to that for, you know, for U of M. The game plan offensively is pretty straightforward. You know, they're going to turn around and hand the ball off to number two, and they're going to hand it off to number seven. That's Corum and Edwards. Those are their two biggest playmakers, their MVP, their biggest mismatch. Uh, Edwards, you know, his special talent is not so much running the ball, although he's pretty good at doing that. He's a little bit like uh, Alvin Kamara, what he reminds me of. But, you know, he can really be a mismatch in the passing game and get out there. If you can get him on a linebacker, even a safety, you know, that's huge for Michigan. So if that's a, a wrinkle or a gadget that you're looking for, uh, Edwards in the passing game, I, I think, you know, that would be the one thing that Michigan's definitely going to try to exploit, take advantage of, however. Dennis Fithy in with us on the hotline, host of the Maze and Blue Review. What are your thoughts on Ohio State, Denny? I know you watch the games, and is this Buckeye team better than it was a year ago? Obviously, everybody thought they were just going to continue the streak a year ago, and they got they got punched in the mouth. How, how, how angry do you think this Buckeye team is, and what about their talent uh, both on both sides of the ball? Well, I know they're angry. I mean, I know that. You know, they're when you win every year and then all of a sudden it gets taken away from you, you know, that really stings. And, you know, they haven't lost since 2000. So they're really, I, I know, you know, banking on the Columbus crowd and the atmosphere there. I know they were dogging it a little bit this week, but it'll be, I would expect, a full throat, a powder keg leading right into uh, kickoff. I don't know, last year, you know, the I think the defense has improved, but, you know, Jackson Smith, the Jigbo, was, he's one of the greatest wide receivers I've ever seen at the college level. I know they got a bunch of other guys in 18. Harrison Jr. is awesome. And, you know, he's probably only going to be the best player on the field tomorrow. But, uh, you know, not having JSN, that's uh, that's huge. 44 looks pretty good. It's a defensive uh, you know, stopper. Uh, Michigan, whatever their game plan is there. I, you know, these two teams, it's they've been on a collision course all year long. I had, Ohio State looks fabulous. You know, these are the best two teams. These are the best players, mostly in the Big Ten. They're all from Ann Arbor, and they're all from Columbus. So, you know, I'm expecting a great game. And, you know, if Michigan can get their players back, they can get into the fourth quarter. Maybe they'll have a chance with the way they, you know, they're different. You can talk about preparing for Michigan. I know Ohio State, a few games, like the Penn State game, they tried to run the ball and be physical there. I know that's on their mind. That's something that they uh, have preached. But, you know, preaching it and practicing a little bit and then going against a team that's been doing it all year long, those are two different things. So it's like, a, you know, a real finesse. Uh, I know people don't, you might think it's calling them soft, but, you know, high-powered 2022 offense with Stroud and all the receivers against a, a Michigan team that wants to be gritty and run the ball. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's a nice matchup that way. And, and you know, that's we like storied rivalries. We like this one. And it, it adds that Michigan was finally able to get back and, and win one of them. Sad to the intrigue for tomorrow. There really hasn't been much trash talk. There hasn't been a lot of bulletin board stuff. I saw one of the fathers of one of the Ohio State players, but even Jim Harbaugh this week said Ryan Day's a great coach. I mean, it's it's been everybody's been behaving so far. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, Andrew that picked up the phone. I thought he was going to call me scum, you know, and uh, he was putting me on hold. Oh, S-C-U-M. Yes, yes. No, Andrew's <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, he was, he, he was very complimentary. So, yeah, that's been a surprise. 
believe me, as soon as this game's over, somebody's going to talk about waking up on third or hanging 100 points and, you know, all of that. So I a little bit of a calm before the storm. I, you know, Michigan really doesn't know what they have heading into this game. So I don't know how much room they have to talk. They haven't won uh, two in a row since, you know, Drew Henson was the quarterback in 2000. And, you know, Ohio State, all the – you know, all of the years that they could just say, you know, check the scoreboard and everything else. They haven't been able to say that. So they got to wait till after the game. So I, I think everybody will start um, in earnest with a little uh, with a little talk once this one is concluded. Harbaugh now getting that monkey off his back last year. What, what does that mean for this game? Does it mean anything? Well, I think the team overall is confident. You know, you can talk about doing it. And but until you do do it, I can remember back in, in 2018, I was said uh, during the season, I'm like, I'm not picking Michigan to win this game. I'm going to pick Harbaugh just doesn't have it against Ohio State talent, whatever else, you know, it's just not getting it done. And then as the season went on, Michigan looked pretty good. Ohio State didn't look so hot like that last game they had against Maryland before they played Michigan. And they went out. I guess that was the last time they played down there. You know, they scored 62 points. So uh, I, I think the the confidence. And, and just being able to say, hey, look, this is what we planned on doing it. And then we went ahead and did it. You know, and I know this is the eighth season, so it took seven years to be able to get that. And a lot of people thought, hey, you know, you should be doing this in, in year three. That's a long time. So it's a surprise that it took this long. It's also kind of shocking how he's done it with the ground and pound type approach. But, you know, Michigan believes that now. And I, I do believe that they think that they can go down there and win this game. And, you know, I, I think Ohio State was in their heads. I know they're in the fans' heads. And, you know, I got to believe they were in the players' heads, maybe even the coaches' heads for, you know, first, certainly the, you know, first six years in, um, you know, Harbaugh's tenure. And then, you know, really in the 21st century, it's been like that. Since John Cooper was the coach, uh, Ohio State's been in, in Michigan's, uh, you know, since uh, – when Trestle took over, there, there you Ohio go. State's pretty much been everybody's head. There you go. There you go. You you mentioned John <laughs> Cooper. That's that's your that's your one salvo fired from Ann Arbor. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously we're worried about that team. Uh, you know, up there. <laughs> I had a dust off that impersonation. It's been a little while. That's a that's a good one. We love it, Dennis. Uh, always love it uh, talking to you, brother. Thanks so much. Yeah, enjoy the game, everybody. Thanks, brother. There he is, Dennis Fifty, in with us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, host of the Maize and Blue Review, longtime uh, Detroit sports talker and also in Ann Arbor and has been covering the Wolverines for a long, long time. We appreciate his time talking a little Michigan and Ohio State. Got a couple of callers on hold. Jeff and Sam, we'll get to you coming up next. We'll get Daryl Ryder in here at 9 as well. Matt Derry with you on a Friday morning on 92.3 The Fan.